You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. But here's the good news. Jackhammers and backhoes and other drastic measures are probably not in your future if you read our tips for stealing your basement. Hit moneybit.com, click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If your floor is squeaking, if your toilet is leaking, call us now. Let us help you solve your home improvement project. Now, if your floor leaks and your toilet squeaks, then your house is all <laughs> backwards. And we could probably help you with that, too. But call us at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888 3974. You know, making simple changes now can help you stay in your home longer. This hour, we're going to tell you how to make your lighting more functional and convenient and how to have a safer bathroom. And are you shopping for replacement windows? Well, if you are, you know that it can be overwhelming and not to mention confusing. Low E, U value, what the heck do all those letters mean? We're going to clear up those confusing labels that you see when window shopping in just a little bit. And no need to hand wind that muddy garden hose ever again. If you call us right now at one eight 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 money pit one caller is going to get a motorized covered hose reel from No Crank. We're going to give it away to one caller at one eight 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 money pit You must have a home improvement question and be willing to come on the air and ask it. See, our rules are very simple. Leslie, who's first? Ron in New Jersey finds the money pit on WABC and you want to talk siding. How can we help? Uh, hi. Yeah, I have a hundred-year-old house, which is has uh, asbestos siding on the outside. Okay. And we're right, we're right on the ocean pretty much, and it seems very hardy. And I've even seen a new house being put up that uses similar, probably cement-based, but... Yes, it's called hardy plank. You know, it's not the most appealing to look at, but yet I'm wondering, is it something that should be taken off and redone? or? Well, is it, is it in good condition, or is it falling apart? The siding itself, not the paint job. The siding itself seems fine. You know, asbestos, uh, cement asbestos shingles are, are not organic, so they don't rot. They tend to grow a little mildew or, uh, over time, and they need to be cleaned and repainted. But they are a terrific choice for a home that's on the ocean that has a lot of salt exposure and things like that. So I see no reason to tell you to take those off. You can simply... You know, prime them, clean them, prime them, and paint them, and they will last indefinitely. You know, um, asbestos shingles... And we have them on my house, and they're not so bad to look at. No, cement <laughs> asbestos actually used to be used for a long time uh, in the 40s and 50s as a roofing shingle. 
right. uh, for pitched roofs. And they never leaked. They just got kind of gray and yucky looking, so people ended up pulling them off from We're time to time. Replacing them at that point. Oh, okay, and, and, I and see. It, in terms of the asbestos risk, there really is none because it's Unless held inside of a cement. Unless you're breaking them up and releasing the insides to the air. I think people blow it more out of proportion than it really is. They just hear us. Well, in this particular case, the asbestos is held inside of a cement binder, so unless you break them up by removing them, yeah. as Leslie said, then you're not going to have an exposure risk. So I think that uh, you should keep them and just maintain them. Okay, well, thank you very much, both of you. I really appreciate the advice. Very helpful. You're welcome, Ron. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Roger in Tennessee, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help? Hi, yes, uh, I've got um, an, a small home. I've got an attic full of uh, cellulose insulation. They're actually full. It's only got eight inches, so I know it needs more cellulose put up there. But my heat pump ductwork goes through the attic and has uh, has the ceiling vents coming out into the rooms. Okay. My question was, uh, one, if I want to do it myself, which I need to do it myself, where would I get the cellulose or if that's what I'm going to put up there, what other kind of insulation could I do it by for do it yourself, and should I cover the ductwork itself? Well, you might find uh, that the easiest insulation for you to work with is an unfaced fiberglass bat, you know, because if you can hold these in there in six or eight foot lengths and they're easy to sort of position. To put in a blown-in product, you really need blown-in equipment. In terms of whether you can cover the ducts, absolutely, there's no reason you can't cover the ducts. And in fact, it would make it more efficient, if anything. I think I should cover the ducts while I'm doing that other... Well, if you know if they're in the way, you can cover them or you can work around them. Um, there's no reason not to cover them. There's no downside to this. And if you put the unfaced fiberglass bats in, Roger, make sure you put them perpendicular to the ceiling joist. So you put it across. So if the okay. if cellulose is settled down flat with the ceiling joist, perfect. Put the bats in 90 degrees opposed to the joist, and you'll get a really good insulation blanket. If the cellulose is a little bit below the joist, do you want to fill in the rest or not? Um, you know, in a perfect world, it'd say, yeah, but I probably wouldn't. I'd just put the insulation on top of it. Now, these, uh, these bats, can I buy that at just a local... Anywhere, any home center, yep. They come in 16 inches wide and 24 inches wide. And just make sure when you put them in, don't go too close to the, uh, to the eaves so you block your ventilation. Just make sure your vents at the overhang of the, of the roof and, of course, uh, at the ridge are free and open and clear. Okay, I, I, we had an electrician up there doing some electrical work, and he I've got to get a hold of him, but he seemed, he seemed to say that some of the cellulose had settled in the walls. He looked, he could look down in the walls because it was open to the wall, and he could look down in there and the cellulose and apparently settled in the walls itself, too. Well, that's not unusual with cellulose. There's almost always some settlement to it, but if you want to do it yourself, it's a little bit of a hard material to handle. If you want to have an insulation contractor well, especially because it in, has to be pressurized so perfectly well, yeah, so it doesn't done right. push sure. the wall. Exactly. Um, but you listen, most of your heat loss in your house is going to be through the ceiling. So even though you've lost a bit of walls, if you're looking for a practical, inexpensive solution that you can do yourself, get unfaced fiberglass bats, install them perpendicular to the ceiling joist, and you will definitely see an energy savings next winter. Thank you very much. Roger, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Pete in New Jersey's got a washing machine that's causing a bunch of trouble. How can we help? Uh, yes, my washing machine, every time we run the washing machine for the first uh, the first load of the week or you know, a couple of days, it's got a very stagnant water, almost like a, a pond smell to it. Hmm. We have to run the water and, and let it out. and then... Like run the load empty. It, this sounds like a trap issue. Yeah, it sounds like you may be uh, having sewage gas that's backing up in the washing machine. The drain on this is the first place I would start looking at this, Peter. 
you want to make sure that the water is going through a trap. Do you know what a trap is? It's like a U-shaped pipe. Yes, and um, actually, you know what? It, it does not. It does not appear to be going through a trap. And well, that is coming straight part- out of the back of the uh, out of the washing machine, and then to the hose. Right. It goes, and then the hose runs into a into a septic system. Well, that's why you're getting, yeah. right? That's why you're getting the Well, scent. I mean, it's going to come out in a hose, but where it connects into a pipe, the pipe has to have a trap in it. So you may be pulling septic, you may be pulling sewage gas back up that drain hose into the machine. You need to take a look at the drain plumbing on this, Peter. I think that's going to solve your problem. And just put a U-shaped trap in there in, in that connector line, and then I should be okay? Yes, it has to be, it has to be a fairly tall trap. Right, right. Because that water's going to sit there in the bottom and trap those gases exactly. and keep that scent from coming up. And that should really do the trick. Make sure that drain is higher than the washing machine, too, or, or you're going to have a leak issue. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Eileen in Nebraska, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you? I would want to, uh, I'm putting on some countertops. Okay. And I wanted to cut them. And I was wondering what kind of saw whether you used a circular saw or a jigsaw. Is this the prefabricated particle board with the laminate on top? Did you pick it up at the home center? Correct. Okay, so you want to cut it to size. All right, so here's what you need to do. First of all, you want to take the area that you're going to cut and put masking tape over it. That's going to prevent the laminate from chipping and splitting as your blade goes through because you're going to cut right through that tape. So you want to put the tape where you're cutting. So you're cutting in the middle. Right on top of the cut line. Now, you also want to turn it upside down, and you want to cut it from the bottom. And the reason you're doing that is because the saw blade, the circular saw blade, as it spins through, the blade spins up, and it's not going to chip off the edge of the laminate. So putting the tape on it and cutting it upside down, so cutting the bottom of the countertop as opposed to the top, is going to stop you from chipping it as you do this. And you're going to need to cut across the bottom and then across the splash. And sometimes you have to finish it off very, very carefully with a handsaw and just the what's remaining in that little corner. But that will be the way to do it. The other thing we would tell you is to make sure that you put the countertop up against the wall and check for squareness because you may find that that end cut against the wall has to be slightly out of square because very often the wall corner is not perfectly square. It's that case. That is the case, right? That is the case. <laughs> okay, Eileen, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, Money Pit fans, don't know where to begin now that it's the swing of home improvement season? Well, we can help you organize your projects and get started. So call in your home repair or your home improvement questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Whenever that question pops into your mind, just dial 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, making some very minor and inexpensive changes in your home can make life a little bit easier for you today and help you stay in your home a lot longer as you age. Find out how to make some minor changes that offer major conveniences next. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. 
AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Look at your lawn. Is it in sorry shape? No lush, green, healthy grass? Sounds like your lawn could use a good stick-to-the-ribs meal, chock full of nutrients. So feed it already with Stay Green Extended Feed Turf Fertilizer, found exclusively at Lowe's. Just one application of Stay Green Extended Feed has nutrients your lawn hungers for to keep it green for up to five months. Pick up a bag at Lowe's today. Stay Green, proud partners of Bush Gardens. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatrue. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. The walls in your home hold memories, hopes, dreams, and quite possibly, mold. You see, traditional drywall has paper on both sides, which combined with moisture can allow conditions that cause mold. That's why more people are insisting on a new paperless drywall called Dens Armor from Georgia Pacific. Unlike conventional paper face drywall, Dens Armor has glass mat facings on both sides. And no paper on the surface means one less place for mold to get started. It's that simple and that revolutionary. If you eliminate the paper, you reduce the chances for mold. If you're building or remodeling, Stop feeding mold by using Dens Armor. To find out more, go to stopfeedingmold.com or ask about it at your local building supply retailer. AARP is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. You could win a no-crank covered hose reel worth 80 bucks. It's the only water-powered automatic hose reel out there that makes rewinding and storing your hose effortless. Maybe you're thinking about getting out in the garden and doing some spring gardening, some spring home improvements right now while the weather is so beautiful. This is a great prize that will help you. It's going to go to one caller at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And I love it because it winds everything evenly it's not all loaded up on one side like the mechanical crank ones like i have and you know it's like you get out of the yard and all of a sudden it's all on one side then you're covered in mud but it's so nice to be back outside i have a hose winder at my house 
You do. Yeah, he's 13, but he gets the job done. (laughs) So you don't care if he gets all money. (laughs) All right, Money Pit listeners. Well, with the real estate market all over the place, we're finding that people are enjoying their homes for as long as they can. So we better keep those homes safe. And some design features just make good sense, not to mention safety. Once you've got them in your home, you're really going to wonder how you ever even lived without them. Plus, you're going to have no problem hosting friends and family of all ages. Well, our friends at the AARP suggest floors and bathtubs should have non-slip surfaces to help everyone stay on their feet, which is a good place to be. And they also suggest good lighting to help people with poor vision and even to highlight those task areas. And it also helps anybody who's doing specific projects really just see what they're doing a lot better. And these home improvement projects don't have to be that complicated. Things like lever door handles as opposed to the knobs and even rocker light switches instead of the toggles. These are great for people with poor hand strength, but you'll love them too. Try using those with your arms full of packages. Yeah, they're even great after a long day of home improvement projects when you just can't even make a fist you've been working so hard. Absolutely. You'll never go back to the standard knobs or switches again. If you want some more information on making minor changes that offer major convenience, go to aarp.org slash home design. That's aarp.org slash home design. Leslie, who's next? Alan, Nebraska finds the money pit on KFOR. And how can we help you in your money pit today? Yes, I have a question here about the... Uh Thing, you know, like a one-room addition on a house, and some people uh, put a plastic vapor barrier uh, over the insulation and before the sheetrock of the drywall. And I was wondering why they do that, and is that needed? I mean, uh, should a person do that or not? That's a that's a good way to make a very tight house. It's another way to seal those walls, and a vapor barrier is fine. It always goes against the living space, so it's in the right spot on top of the existing insulation, on top of the studs before the drywall. So that's the way it's that's the reason it's put up there. You know, keeping the vapor pressure from getting into the insulation and vice versa, and keeping the draft from getting in is all helped by that. Because you have to remember, when we build a house, we frame the wall. It's it's kind of like we're sta- starting with Swiss cheese, and everything else we put in there is designed to fill a hole one way or the other, whether it's insulation, siding, window, or door. So adding a continuous solid vapor barrier to the inside before drywall is a good idea. You know, you can only do it in new construction, and that's why um, you you should take advantage of it when you can. Okay, uh, thank you very much. We're going to talk heat pumps with Guy in New York, who listens to the money, but on WABC, how can we help? Yeah, hi there. I have a house, an old house in, in Long Island. It's oil heat, and the system, the heat system is oh, it's water, circulating water. But I have three floors, and it takes literally hours for the heat to rise to the third floor. And even though I may have the, the system set on 70, um, it cuts down a lot because the water in the tank gets up to about 190, and it cuts down. So, uh, And I'm just trying to figure out if it's better to go and buy some kind of uh, pump, circulating pump, which I've been told would allow the heat and the water to circulate faster and warm up the house. You have an old boiler with a gravity system? Correct. Okay, absolutely you need a circulating pump on that. You're going to be amazed at how fast Things are going to heat up up after that. Yeah. You know, these old homes with very, very large pipes basically worked on the principle that hot water rises. And so as the water heated, it would work its way up. But as you say, Guy, it takes forever for that to happen. So, no, I think you definitely need um, a circulator on there. Now, is this home zoned, Guy, or is this all in the single zone? It's all single zone. Ah, That's what I was going to cost. The house is about... 99 years old. It has very good insulation. Right. Um, but and and when it, when it, the heat goes off, 
it stays to whatever temperature is for hours. Yeah, I would suggest you put a circulating pump on that. Um, and also make sure you have a clock setback thermostat so you really have the opportunity to control it. And thirdly, make sure that the heating pipes are insulated, especially down in the basement. You may have uh, asbestos on those pipes. Do you now? I actually, when I bought the house, I had an engineer come in and checked that the previous person had removed the asbestos. Okay, now here's the question. Did you ever put insulation back on those pipes? They had insulation. The guy actually took apart the insulation to see that was put on was not asbestos. So it is insulated now? Correct. It's insulated. Okay, good. Because very often, you know, owners over the years will take off the asbestos, but then leave it off. But not replace and, it with anything. You know, besides the fact that it was bad for you, it actually did serve a purpose, and that was to, you know, stop you from losing heat before you should lose it. You want to keep the heat in the pipe until it gets up into your house. So as long as it's insulated, then you're okay. Yeah, I think if you put a circular later on there, Guy, you're going to be a lot more comfortable. Thank you very much. I'm going to go out and talk to somebody now about that. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Joe in New York, what's going on in your Money Pit? All right, I got a question on, um, on an over-the-stove ventilation unit. Okay. I have one from put in a long time ago. I put it in myself, Miami Carry. I think that company is no longer in business. Is it just a venting hood, or are we talking yeah, about... Yeah, it's a venting hood over the stove. It vents right. outside the house. As a there was one when we moved in. It was a inside venting. I wanted to do an outside venting, so I got brave enough to cut a hole in the wall myself, and I installed it. Yeah, but it makes such a huge difference. Yeah, it's so much better than the recirculators. But the, uh, the one I have right now is it's kind of old, and it's kind of looking pretty shabby, and I was thinking of getting another one. Yeah, I'm looking for what you would maybe recommend that would kind of fit in the same type of area. I think it's about 6 inches high, 30 inches. Well, you know, it's not, it's not so specialized as you might think. You're describing the average vented range hood, and I would be willing to bet you could find those at the average home center. Yeah, but you don't find too many with the outdoor venting. No, no, no. You, you have to understand that most of these today are set up to either recirculate or vent outside. It's the installation that changes that. Oh. There's a knockout in the back of them. And, and when you open up the knockout and you usually change a damper, uh, then they're designed to vent outside or to recirculate back inside. I'm wondering if the hole that's on this one would match up with that. You know, it may, it may not. And, and even if you're able to find the same brand, if they do happen to still be in business, it still may not match up. But changing that is, you know, a little bit of a carpentry job, but it's not terrible. It is most important, though, that when you put this in, Joe, that you have good alignment between the range and the hole itself. I have seen unsafe situations where it didn't line up quite right and perhaps the grease was getting on wood as opposed to getting into the metal duct on the mm-hmm. way to the outside, and that could be a fire hazard. So as long as you have good alignment and if you have to do a little adjustment to make that happen, I would concentrate on finding one that you that matches your style. Yeah. I would also compare the CFM, the cubic feet per minute of the fan, because you want something that's good and strong, and make your decision based on that. There's um, a company that has some really beautiful vent hoods. It's called Vent-A-Hood, which is spelled just like it sounds, V-E-N-T-A-H-O-O-D. Their website is ventahood.com. Also, Rangemaster, Brone. Take a look. you got to find something that matches your design taste. Joe, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. So, Leslie, as you know, I just completed a painting project at uh, Chateau Money Pit. You completed more than a painting project. You redid every room in the house. It was a pretty big painting project, but I knew exactly how many cans of paint I was going to need. And how did you do that? I logged on to moneypit.com and used the paint calculator, of course, (laughs) sitting right there for experts and novices alike. If you are tackling a painting project, you can use the paint calculator as well. Available at moneypit.com. We'll be back with more after this. You live in a money pit.
portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Where we advise you can never have too many power tools. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. We also think it's okay to fix stuff that's not broken. If those describe your home improvement habits, call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. You know, sometimes I even suggest just breaking something so you have a project to start. Oh there darn, that bookcase needs repairing <laughs> now. You know what? While I'm at it, let me completely redecorate that entire living room. All right, folks. So when you're wandering around your kitchen, do you ever stop and think, how green is my countertop? And I'm not talking the color green, not whether it's a shade of chartreuse or even hunter green. I'm talking about your countertop and how it fits in on the environmental scale, whether you've got natural stone, solid surface, or even a laminate. We'll tell you in our next Money Pit e-newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, well, why the heck not? It's free, and it comes directly to your inbox every Friday, and it is full of good information. So log on now and get it. Or call us right now with your home improvement question, one money pit Leslie, who's next? We're heading to the bathroom with Giuseppe. How can we help? Yes, thank you. Uh, I purchased a fiberglass tub about two years ago, and it was supposed to be one of the top of the lines. But my wife wants me to get rid of it because every time she takes a bath, there's a black film that develops on it. And unless she scrapes it down with chlorine or something strong, it it doesn't go away. And she's tired of cleaning it. And I was hoping maybe you have uh, a method of getting something to clean because I've tried everything, even at uh, Rustex, and it doesn't seem to bother it. So this is inside the tub. Is there any sort of a surface treatment, like an anti-slip treatment that the dirt is sticking to? No. I went to Home Depot. I spoke to the people there. I spoke to uh, others. This is going on for a while now. And everyone tells me that, uh, well, it's cheap fiberglass. Cheap fiberglass. But you know, I don't, I don't buy that. You can, have cheap, do uh, you can have cheap fiberglass, and it's still going to clean properly. Giuseppe, if all the household products that you're trying are not working so well, what I would suggest you look into is a marine cleaner. You know, fiberglass, of course, is a material that you use for boats, and there are a lot of really good quality fiberglass cleaners that work very, very well. One that I'm familiar with is called Dolphinite. And it's a fiberglass cleaner that can take off all sorts of deposits from the water or anything else that gets on a boat's hull. And I'm sure that it would do a good job at cleaning that bathtub. Well, and once it cleans it, it also helps to guard against future depositing of stains. So it's worth a shot. Yeah, it's pretty inexpensive. You can buy a 16-ounce bottle for about 14 bucks. What is um, the name a- again? Dolphinite. Uh, it's available online, or you could find it at a marine store uh, if there's one near you. Uh, there's a website, shipstore.com, that sells it, too. So take a look at that. It's a professional fiberglass cleaner designed for boats, but I'm sure it would work very well on this, uh, on this troublesome tub and uh, make your wife a lot happier to boot. I'm sure if she's happy, I'll be much happier. <laughs> That's right. If she's happy, you're happy. Right, Giuseppe? You better believe it. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we're on our way to Ohio and talking to Charles. How can we help you? Hey, hi. I um, I was looking at uh, my um, <clears throat> drywall, excuse me, and I noticed I have a lot of nails starting to make themselves uh, noticeable. And I didn't know if there's something out there that I can... Um, upon nailing them back to keep these little guys from coming back that I can put over 
Yeah, the dreaded, the dreaded, dreaded nail pop. Nail pop. <laughs> yes, indeed. The dreaded nail. I'll tell you, I'm starting to have nightmares about that. You guy. can see it lifting up the paper, and you see that nail head sort of trying to pop through. Yeah, they're trying to say hello. <laughs> well, there's a couple of things that you can do. Tom and I always recommend you can either put another nail directly next to that first nail and hammer it in so that that second head is bringing that first head flush. What's happening is, is it's drying out and it's backing its way out of the wood and then out of the drywall itself. And then there's a way you can do it with a screw. Okay, simply back the back the old nail out and use a drywall screw to put it in because you know that's that will never back out. In fact, a lot of the contractors today don't use drywall nails anymore because of this very issue. They'll use the, the drywall screws. The important thing for you to know, um, though, Charles, is that this is not a structural problem. It's this more is a cosmetic. Very, more, it's more cosmetic. You know, there's there's hundreds of nails in those boards, and although it seems like a lot are coming out, it doesn't mean that your house is doing anything unusual. What's happening is that the the wood expands and contracts and the newer wood dries out, it tends to push the nail out. See, those nails are, are coated with glue. Okay. And the way they're supposed to work is as you drive them in, the friction of driving them in is supposed to, is supposed to loosen the glue, and then it's supposed to get set in place. But the truth is it, it doesn't work that way, and uh, very often it will back out. So those are your options. A second nail on top of that one so you cover the heads or to use a drywall screw. Hey, I'm glad you guys are around so we can, uh, as homeowners, ask you uh, questions like this. Curtis in Indiana, you're up. What can we do for you? Hey, I have a quick question for you. I have this problem. It's an older home, and uh, the people who own the house before me, uh, or whenever, they put the furnace upstairs in the house, and also the cold air return is upstairs. So more or less, my heat is circulating through the second story of my house, and it's extremely tough to efficiently heat the bottom floor. So you have supply ducts on the first floor, but you don't have any return ducts on the first floor. Is that correct? Right. So, of course, the, uh, the, the heating vents are in the ceilings of the first floor. More and you know, heat that's, rises. Oh, that's, that's a really bad design. You, you heat rises. Whenever you put heating ducts on the ceiling, we used to see that uh, occasionally in a develop near me in, in the years I spent in the home inspection business. They used to take um, air conditioning systems and convert them to heating systems, but all the supply ducts were in the are ceiling. Upstairs. So uh, you're going to need some redesign of this duct system, Curtis, in order to get this to balance right. Even putting a return on the first floor is not going to help you. When you're supplying heat at the ceiling, it's going to stay at the ceiling. So you're definitely going to need to consult with an HVAC contractor to redesign that system in the, in the least um, destructive way possible. What about in the interim getting those duct fans that would sort of help push that air down? You know, you could put a duct booster in there, but again, you're pushing it down from the ceiling and that's going to be a real, you're pushing it against gravity, Curtis. That's the problem. So, so really, um, what you're saying pretty much is uh but the only way to actually solve solve this problem is to go ahead and have the ducts rearranged underneath the house and push. Well, up to the have floor. have them re, have them have some additional ducts. You may want to leave the ones that are in place, but you certainly don't want to drop a couple of ducts down a wall somewhere to get some heat coming out lower, and then also put in a return duct. Being this is already winter time, and a big project like this probably will not happen this winter. I'm looking for um, a good way of just to subdue myself. For this winter, that wouldn't be real costly. Uh, I know, for example, uh, the little electric space heaters don't work very well, uh, and that sort of thing. I was kind of well, looking if you're looking for, a good for an idea. inexpensive way to provide some backup heat, then 
and again, this is temporary. I would use an electric baseboard, permanently installed electric baseboard on its own thermostat where you can control the supplemental heat with a thermostat and only turn it on when you need it. Um, the advantage of it is it's inexpensive to put in. The disadvantage is it's costly to run. But if you're using it just as supplemental heat on those cold days, then it's a good solution. Hey, that sounds great. I do appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, Money Pit listeners, are you looking for ways to save energy dollars, not just now, but all year long? Well, the right replacement windows can make a big difference in your energy savings. Up next, how to choose ones that are going to make the biggest impact for you and your wallet. Money Pit! Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. Your lawn is a battleground. Good versus evil, weeds versus grass. Want to win the war? Then use Stay Green Weed and Feed found exclusively at Lowe's. It's the best defense because it kills weeds two times faster than anything we've ever made. And it controls 175 types of weeds while feeding your lawn. So drop by Lowe's today and pick up a secret weapon. Stay Green Weed and Feed. Proud partners of Bush Gardens. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash homedesign. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash homedesign. AOL's new real estate site has answers for just about everything a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Um, well, I feel a little strange talking to a website, but I do have a question about wooden siding. I live near a wooded area, and sometimes... Aluminum pie pans. I beg your pardon? Aluminum pie pans. Hang them from your eaves. Scares the bejeevers out of them woodpeckers. Wow, that's what I was thinking. Okay, 
I have a 60s style bungalow, and every once in a while... Four inch retro style moisture proof tile in your bath. Lose that wet dog smell. That was weird. Okay, concrete driveway and... Vapor permeable sealer. Make spills yesterday. Pink paint. Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by Dense Armor Plus, the revolutionary paperless drywall from Georgia Pacific. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, making good homes better. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Reminding you to measure twice, cut once, and always keep a fire extinguisher handy. And that there's no such thing as a board stretcher. <laughs> <laughs> or a left-handed smoke shifter. That was the, that was the, 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 uh, the joke that uh, my shop teacher back in high school always played on the new kid. He'd say, uh, go over to Mr. Smith and ask for a left-handed smoke shifter. <laughs> Ours was, was the funny, board stretcher. He was a funny guy. Or a board stretcher, right? Oh, you cut that too short? Well, you better get that board stretcher. We'll fix that in one <laughs> second. And then people will be like, I can't find it. We won't kid you about your home improvement projects. Call us right now. Not only will we not kid you, we'll give you the answer and a chance at winning a great prize because this hour we're giving away the no-crank covered hose reel. It's worth 80 bucks and it automatically winds up your garden hose. All right. Well, it is time to clear up all of that confusing information that you see across those window labels when you're in the market for new windows. It can be overwhelming because there are lots of choices out there. Well, we want to make sure that you pick out the best windows for your home. And this is what the American Council for Energy Efficiency offers. These are their recommendations. U-value. This is the window's ability to insulate and then the amount of solar energy it transmits. That's called the solar heat gain coefficient, SHGC. You probably see these all over the place. They're fancy terms, but you only have to remember that the lower the U-value and the lower the SHGC, the more efficient the window. You can purchase different glazing for windows on different sides of your house, thus keeping your budget appropriate. For example, get the lowest U-value windows you can afford on your north-facing windows. You also want to look for windows with double panes, low E-coatings, low conductivity gas fill between those panes, and wood, vinyl, or fiberglass frames, the best that suits your needs. Really, you got to look at each individual situation and address that. And if all of this still seems rather overwhelming, there is a standard label on new windows today. It's the NFRC rating. It stands for National Fenestration Rating Council. And all that means to you is that all of these numbers are going to be in the same place on all of the windows. So you can compare apples to apples and make sure you're getting the window. And all that, those labels are going to look the same. That's right. So that you'll, you'll get the window that suits your needs. And remember that no matter what window you go with, it's very important that it's installed properly. You need a good quality premium self-adhered flashing, something like Grace Vicor Plus, which we recommend a lot because it, it, it basically wraps around the window and protects against water, air. And so many people are buying unusual shaped windows to meet their specific design needs. So you really have to be smart about the flashing. You've got to have good flashing. It's just not going to work. If you try to make the flashing out of aluminum like we used to do in the old days, you're going to get leaks. Use a flexible flashing like Vicor Plus and you will be very, very happy that your window will be dry and leak free. If you want more information on window installation, you can visit graceathome.com or call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? 
something's bubbling in Tennessee, and it's at Linda's house. What can we do for you? Hi, I have a bathtub and a toilet that sit sort of close to each other, and when I drain the bathtub, the toilet bubbles up, and then the water drains out of the toilet almost all the way. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, The reason that's happening, Linda, is because there's a venting issue. Um, The toilet is probably not vented properly, or the bathtub is not vented properly, so what you're seeing is... um, Uh, an imbalance of pressure in the drain lines and it's kind of sucking or drawing down the toilet as it tries to find air to replace all of the air that's being pulled out by the action of the drain. So you need to to have a plumber evaluate where the drain pipes are, I mean where the vent pipes are running and you may need to add an additional one somewhere to let more air into that system so that doesn't happen. That's a a fairly common condition in a house that doesn't it's not vented correctly all right well thank you very much you're welcome linda thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit it's the number one topic we're asked about on this program hardwood floors you need some tips to keep yours in great shape we'll tell you after this you live in a money pit This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we can be the voices in your head making sure that you make the right home improvement decisions when you download our very popular podcast. Just go to moneypit.com and check out the listen section. Our podcasts are free and you can even search them by topic. And while you're there, why not shoot us an email and we answer some of them on the air like this one. Here is one from Darlene in Cortland, Illinois, who writes, how do we install hardwood floors on a slab foundation we don't like laminates we want real hardwood all right darling and the nails keep bending when we hit the concrete (laughs) (laughs) and we can't figure out how to hammer it into the concrete you know darlene um it used to be that you could never put hardwood floors on a concrete floor because the concrete is just so damp it's so moist that it will warp the floors. Even if it sort of appears dry to you, it actually is quite quite moist. Well, there's always a certain level of moisture coming yeah, through there, it anyway. Yeah, there is. Um, but what I would recommend is locking hardwood floor that's that's engineered. Yeah, it's called engineered hardwood. When you look at the um, catalogs, make sure it says engineered. Sometimes there's a capital E, sometimes there's a little E, but you don't want solid hardwood. You'll be really sad if you do. And basically, what engineered hardwood is, is it's laminated hardwood. It's, it's, it's built up in different layers. Think plywood, but with really good wood. So the top of it looks just like regular hardwood, but it's dimensionally stable. And uh, the newer floors today are also locking, which means they don't need glue. They don't need nails. They don't need staples. They just staples. sort of snap together. They snap together, right. So you don't have to worry about bending all those nails. It actually goes in quite easy. So a locking engineered hardwood would work very well on a concrete slab, even if it's in your basement. That would be the hot ticket. And make sure, Darlene, when you're ordering the floor, that you get the proper underlayment that's meant to go between the engineered hardwood and the concrete. They'll get one that's got per- like perfect moisture maintenance. So you want to get the right stuff for the right job. All right. Mary from Warwick, Rhode Island says, how do I get rid of bats in my attic? I had a service here and they found the opening where the bats are getting in but a couple of years later the bats are still coming in any repellents that work to discourage them from staying up there 
Well, the Urban Wildlife Hotline uh, is a great place for you to call for specific area-by-area bat-ridding information. The website is fundforanimals.org. But generally speaking, if you put in a bat door, remember Batman? Mm -hmm. Well, you need a bat door, but yours doesn't have to be underground. A bat door is basically like a flap where the bats can get out, but they can't get back in. And Mary, turn off that signal light. Yeah, that's right, because that's probably probably welcoming them. Yeah, if you have a bat door, you don't need to have a little light next to it. (laughs) They're probably like, hey, that's that bat symbol. We need to go to Mary's house. Well, things are only just starting to warm up around the country, but it is never too early to be prepared. The cooling season will soon be in full gear, and I can guarantee you that your ace will break down on the hottest day of the summer <laughs> when time. when you're planning a large family get-together. You want to know what to do so that doesn't happen to you? That's the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Okay, you got to do a couple of things to make sure things operate correctly. First off, if you have a central air conditioning system be sure to schedule a service with the pros. Let them test all the systems and examine all your ductwork, and then they'll make any necessary adjustments and repairs that have to happen to make sure things work properly. Also, be sure to vacuum all of the registers and change any filters that you are using to keep that indoor air quality at its best for you and your family. And also, if you've got window units, make sure they're in good working order. You might need to have them serviced as well. Just because they come in and out doesn't mean they need to be ignored. So take them in for a good tune-up as well and you'll be cool and happy all summer long great advice if you want to stay on top of your monthly maintenance tips log on to moneypit.com and check out the monthly maintenance calendar we'll make sure these jobs get done on time and on schedule and they won't result in unexpected repairs when your house is full of your closest families and friends in the middle <laughs> and of ice july sculptures. And ice sculptures exactly that's all the time we have i'm tom Kreitler. and i'm leslie segretti remember you can do it yourself but you don't have to do it alone Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.